0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa and with me today is Steve. Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christlikeness as we explore scripture, faith and the Christian life as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we are in Psalm 16. Steve, this is one of my favorite psalms actually. Steve, do you want to read it for us?
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm reading from an ESV today. So okay. Psalm 16, you will, not ab- you will not abandon my soul. Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my Lord. I have no good apart from you. As for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones, in whom is all my delight. Hmm. The sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out. For you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, nor let your holy ones see corruption. Mm. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Mm.
0: Amen. That's so good. Psalm 16. In the, If you look, I don't know if yours says it, mine says a mitkam of uh, David. A mitkam. Mitkam. I yeah, love it. I it's like really a musical, <laughs> liturgical uh, term.
1: I like the note in my Bible. Yeah. Probably. A musical or liturgical term.
0: Yeah, probably, but we're probably. not sure. But anyways, it's it's a Psalm of David. It's considered a messianic psalm. It points to Jesus, so they consider it a messianic psalm. Yeah, just a little bit of you know, information as we head into digging a little bit deeper into it. I love this one. It's uh, you know, talks about trust, loyalty to God, faith. You know, just like all of who we are is from God, and I just I don't know. I just love it. I mm. love that um, when we talk about verses one to four um, we see that we have the protection of the Lord. Um, Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge refuge. Um, the Lord preserves us, preserves yeah. us. you know like um, I love how David says, I tell the Lord, you are my Lord, I have no good apart from you. I love how here he is humble. He recognizes his own need for God. He knows that he's sinful. I mean, oh, yeah. <laughs> that part, we don't have to worry. Like, he doesn't even question. He just knows Like anything that is in me that is good, it is from you, God. And I love that. I often say that. If there's anything in me that is good, it is God. Yeah. It is not me.
1: Well, and and I mean, I don't know when it was written in David's life, but right. there's so many points in his life where his refuge is in God. And Oh, yeah. And, you know... There were lots of times where there is no good in him. Yeah, that's so right. He, he understands who he is. Like, mm-hmm. he's sinful. Yeah. And he's totally dependent on God. When he was running for his life in the desert and, and, and Saul was hunting him down. Yeah. Like, how many Psalms have we come across already where it's oh, like, yeah. I'm going to go to bed now. Yeah. It's up to you to make it so that I wake up in the morning. Yeah, and, exactly. and that's not just that people were hunting him down. That's just how it is, yeah, even for us right. today, right? right? But we don't think about that, that. Not usually. When I go to bed, I might not wake up apart from right. the providence of God. And yeah. David, David just constantly comes back to that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's doing it right here in the first. Already in the first verse.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um, but I love this too. How it says, you know, God is his delight. So yes, God preserves him, and. He takes shelter in the Lord, but he delights in God. He mm. delights in his good. He delights in his joy. He delights in his treasure. There's just yeah. something about that I think we can learn um, in delighting in the Lord, regardless of our circumstance, regardless of what's going on. When things are good and when things are bad, we delight in the Lord.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, we, you know, preached in a sermon this morning talking about that very thing, right? right. Faith doesn't guarantee that we won't have suffering or yeah. we won't have trial. We won't have difficulty. Mm-hmm. And, and, but faith means that we're not shaken by that. Right. Right. So yeah. same thing with, with David saying, all of my delight is there. Um, the joy isn't because of the temporary earthly things that are happening for him. Mm-hmm. Joy is because of God. So it's, mm-hmm. you know, that delight is eternal yes. when it lands on the right.
0: Well, exactly. Right, and uh, verse three, it, place, it talks, person. um, as for the saints in the land, they are the excellent ones in whom is all my delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, how often do we say we delight in the people that we go to church with? <laughs> we delight in the Christians that are in, like delight in them. Yeah. Um, I, when I was reading through and studying this, I, I read a commentary called Christ-Centered um, Exposition. And I love it. Yeah. Um, and in it... They had seven practical reasons that we need each other. We need the saints. And oh, I right. thought, oh, I'm just going to write them down because so often, you know, I don't know, maybe it's our North American life. I don't know how it is in other countries, but we try to do it alone. We think that we can live our faith life in a silo. Yeah. And that's not how we were created. So they say that we need the fellowship of God's good gift. We need each yeah. other. Um, we need the instruction of God's good gift. God's good gift here being each other. Mm-hmm. We need the accountability yeah. of each other. We need the rebuke yep. of each other to correct us and keep us on the straight line there. We need the comfort of God's good gift of each other. We need that in our lives. And we need the love. Yeah. Yeah. And then lastly, the presence. We right. walk life together with the saints to glorify God, and that brings us joy. Yeah. But how often do we actually function this way? Mm-hmm. How often do we actually uh, feel the fellowship, the instruction, to take rebuke mm-hmm. from other um, mm. believers. We're well, yeah. we good to we're good to take the love <laughs> and the comfort, <laughs> but we don't always want the totally, instruction.
1: I, I want to totally go sideways. What? And you can see all of those things yes, yes. in in the Lord of the Rings. What? The the fellowship of the ring
0: <laughs> the <laughs> is guess. about
1: a very uh, you, you know, I've J got different I've good. got different books that talk <laughs> yeah. about the 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 way faith um, uh, particularly comes into play for J.R.R. Tolkien and C.S. Lewis in their allegorical okay. stories, right? Yeah, so yeah. they're, they're communicating something, but right. the fellowship of the ring mm. is just the way it comes together. Different people, different right. ways of doing things. They have to unite for one purpose, purpose yeah. and all of those things are there, right? Yeah, there's yeah. rebukes, there's instruction, yeah. there's all of those things. Accountability. And, yeah. and they keep talking about how, the fellowship is broken when they're not together. So the goal mm. is actually to go get those lost people mm-hmm. and bring them Well, back, here we right? have verse
0: four, which probably can play into that too, where we see the sorrows of those who run after another God shall multiply. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names on my lips. Yeah. So the consequence of running from God's presence, God's good, each other, is sorrow.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: To not have yep. each other and not be with each other and not be in God's presence leads to sorrow.
1: Yeah, well, and and I mean, there's this in faith we have, and it's funny, it's like didn't just the way it lands, but mm. this morning sermon because mm. uh, we're recording on a Sunday afternoon, and, and and this psalm and the kind of conversation it lines up right. We talked about faith having an individual aspect, but yep. faith also has a corporate aspect yep. and you see that in the old Testament all the time. Uh, individuals have faith that they are, um, uh, you know, spoken about because of their faith. Right. So David had faith. So he, we hear about him. Oh, I see. The prophets had the faith. You so we hear right. about those individuals. Yeah. Yeah. But so many times things happen hmm. because of the corporate faith of hmm. Israel.
0: Right. right, like miraculous so the, things, so, God so moving. Yeah, me. so there's yeah, this yeah. there's
1: this reality in faith that it's, it's us individually that have to come to grips with who God is and have faith that he is who he says he is and has done what he said he's done mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and is going to do what he has said he's going to do. Yes. Right? right. But corporately, as God's people, mm-hmm. we also have to have a faith that leads and guides us as God's people to the to the things that God wants us to be led to. Right,
0: that he has for us. And to not have that is to have sorrow.
1: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um, I love in verse 5 where David confesses that the Lord is his chosen portion and my cup. I think here he's saying everything he needs in life is from the Lord. Mm. The Lord is his sustenance. All that he will ever need for now... Yep. And the future, why are you smirking like
1: that? I, it's more sideways. <laughs> oh, I have
0: always sideways.
1: There are like, okay, so this is an ongoing uh, rant that I have in our house. Okay. There are. I'm
0: trying to think of which one it could be, because you <laughs> do one? have a little bit more than no, one. it's
1: about cups.
0: Oh, we well, talked about this before, I yeah, think. Yeah,
1: there are like 10 million cups in this house. Oh, oh for, yeah. our cups, you mean. For <laughs> four <laughs> like people. Like our specific cups. Yeah. Oh, but I have for two
0: four people. We have five people in our family, and everyone has at four least
1: four full-time Mugs. five part-time. <laughs> I have two coffee cups.
0: Well, you actually have way more than two. You only no, use I two.
1: Only use, I, I, my coffee tastes better coming out of two coffee cups. I think you're ridiculous. They, I really am, but they do, <laughs> and you use the same cup uh, all no, the time too. I it do feels have my favorite
0: cups, but there's four that I will go between.
1: But I get this what he's saying, right? Like mm-hmm. God is is my portion and my cup, like I want you hold that, that. one.
0: Yeah. I yeah. want
1: that one. Yeah. So if I wake up in the morning and the dishwasher didn't get turned on because I forgot hmm. and I have neither one of those cups because I drank coffee.
0: I know and you twice I in one hear hear about it.
1: I do not enjoy my morning coffee because you could just my take it out and wash it though. I do. Do you? Sometimes. Yeah. When that's I'm funny. feeling like I can handle that. When I'm feeling like I can handle I don't need coffee to actually wash my coffee cup. But the Lord being my chosen portion and yeah. cup, that is so much better. And, and Yes, you know, obviously. It, it actually would help my lot when I realize that I don't actually have the mug that I love <laughs> to drink my coffee from. Mm-hmm. Then knowing that you know, he is my okay. portion and cup, I should be okay.
0: That he's enough for you now and... In the future.
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The lines here in verse six, where it says, the lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. Mm. Um, Here, I read that David's referring here to the promised land boundaries. Like, it's a beautiful inheritance. So everything that David has is from God. He didn't earn it. Mm. He didn't work for it. God gave it to him. He had to be obedient the Lord is the one who gives the inheritance. So therefore, it is safe. It is protected. It cannot be destroyed. It cannot be lost. It belongs to the Lord. And he yeah. gives it. Yeah. Um, and yeah. Yeah. Sure. I mean, I thought that was interesting. I mean, I don't get I mean, that just that from reading be, it.
1: That would be in his inheritance, right? Like, what yeah. does he gain from... That he understands in his moment, right? Like yeah, yeah. That's what he would understand. Um, being from the line of kings. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, I read it and I thought, oh, okay, that kind of makes sense there. Like, I mean, it's from the Lord. Therefore, it is safe, protected, cannot be lost or destroyed. That is absolutely true. God gives us pleasant and good things because he himself is good and everything that's good comes from him. It starts with him. Hmm. So what else would David want or need? Now, I'm doing a different study on um, on uh, the sovereignty of God and in it, you know, we we talk about what good Mm. you know God is good all the time God is good and I believe that so then um, some people will ask me well what about if you know there's not everything good happens to me there's some bad things that happen to me but I think we have to remember that that good isn't our definition of good yeah right like uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that all the things you want and all the comforts that you want and you want a life free of of pain and and all of these things which in our world it just isn't um, something that we get to experience a lot of the times. And if you do, then that's wonderful. But most of us, we don't. Yeah. Um, but the good here is is God making us more like Him. God yeah. bringing us into His presence and God giving us eternal life. And in all of our uh, circumstances, bringing us closer to Him yeah. and making us more like Him. And that is good. It mm-hmm. is not without pain, but it is good.
1: Yeah, and absolutely. And God is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and then verse 7, I love how it says, I bless the Lord. David's saying, the Lord gives me counsel. In the night also my my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I shall not be shaken.
1: Yeah. I
0: just, there's just so much in this one psalm mm-hmm. that just really speaks to my heart, like deep in those deep places, you know? I was going to say dark places, but I don't want to say that I have a dark heart, even though yeah. our hearts are all pretty deceitful, right? We know that. <laughs> um but I love how like, the Lord counsels us. Um, yeah. Isaiah calls Jesus the wonderful counselor. In troubled times, in good times, David receives his wisdom from the Lord, day and night, yeah. always. It's from the Lord. And um, we often, God sends people to us that speak his words, um, that speak his truth into our lives. He counsels us through the Holy Spirit. He counsels us when we read his word. There's just so many ways that God speaks to us yeah. Um, but are we listening?
1: Well, that's... The, are we
0: open to his counsel? That's
1: the, the right? hard part, right? Is hearing God's voice in the midst mm-hmm. of all of the noise. Because you have somebody who you know and trust comes along and shares something that they feel is on their heart. And it's kind of, they've got this wisdom kind of going. And you're just like, okay, is that God saying this? Is this? So you have to have some kind of process to... Understand how is God speaking to me and hearing that, but mm-hmm. hear David saying, "You know, I I've set the Lord always, always before me. He's right here, like He's right hand. Yeah. I won't be shaken. I won't be thrown off because I don't I don't have to go looking for him. That's right. I don't have to try to discern him. I don't have to try to figure him where God is. Yeah, He's right
0: here. He's here and He's with me, and I have that security that He's with me and that nothing can shake yeah. me." I don't know about you, but I find um, oftentimes in the day, if there's things on my mind, if there's things bugging me or I'm you know, working through things, during the day, I keep myself so busy that I can hold them up bay. But nighttime, nighttime is when all the worries and the doubts come crashing in. Do you guys, does anyone else feel that? Like I find Ooh. night, I will be lying awake in the, in the in the middle of the night, staring at the ceiling with all of these thoughts going through my head, all of the worries that I may have or the concerns that I'm just not sure how they're going to work out. Yeah. I don't know if you ever have that. I feel like you don't. (laughs) No. Because sometimes I'll try to move around and wake you up so that you'll talk to me. (laughs) Most of the time you just sleep. Uh,
1: Yeah, when I sleep, I sleep. Um, It's, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah. I sleep with a sleep apnea machine. Yes, it's like a Pavlovian. It's it's like a Pavlovian (laughs) dog thing. If I put it on and then take that deep breath that triggers the machine to turn on, and it's what 45 seconds, and I'm asleep. if
0: that, And, if and
1: that's that. not really an exaggeration, no. So. Literally,
0: when I'm speaking to him and he looks at me and slowly puts the machine over his face, I know that uh, we're done, <laughs> he's, he's ready to go to sleep, and <laughs> he's not going to hear the rest of my sentence,
1: <laughs> yeah. Doesn't it's my, always do it's that. my out,
0: it's but so out. then
1: when I'm sleeping, you're sleeping, I'm sleeping because yes. that. Forced air, humming buzz, yeah, yeah. whatever the airflow thing. Yeah, it just goes until they hear the alarm. Um, so now I don't.
0: You I don't, don't have that, but I think our minds I do wake up as well, right?
1: But like I do, I do have things that will pop into my mind and, and kind wait. of consume me, and, and weigh. Um, over the years, I've just learned I have. Currently, I use an app called Todo. Yeah. Uh, not T O D O. It's T E U X. D-U-E-X yeah. or yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah. it's just a scheduler thing and I just type the sentence, deal with it tomorrow, deal with it later, right. throw it into a different I'm day. more
0: talking about things that you can't necessarily deal with, things that aren't necessarily in your control. Um, well,
1: nothing's in our control. Well, no, not that is true, but there are
0: bigger <laughs> things that well, play yeah. into that and the but smaller always, things that you kind of... There's
1: always, <coughs> excuse me, there's always little steps that we can take to alleviate that stress at times, right? Yes. And some of that is just... Acknowledge that it's there. Yeah. Pray about it.
0: Yes. Well, the praying and, is and huge
1: try sure. to try to combat our mind from making something that is. If you can't do anything about it, and it's God's deal anyway, yeah. Then all you can do is pray about it. Yes. and leave it to God. Right. Right yes. now, that doesn't mean so, you just leave it and forget it forever. But no, it does absolutely. Mean, you, so does you wait on the Lord you, for his answer. You set the Lord you. set the you, Lord always before and you, you. And you make sure that you have positioned yourself so that he is at your right hand. Yes.
0: Because he and is our... you are not shaken.
1: Yeah, right? because you,
0: he is our constant companion, our constant guide. We have the presence of the <coughs> living God with us. So our joy is protected and secured mm. in him. I love that. Our joy is protected in him. Yeah. When around us, our circumstances might seem joyless, he gives us joy. Because when we are in him, we are protected, we are comforted and safe. Mm -hmm. And we can rest in that. That doesn't mean, like you said, that doesn't mean we don't do anything. There's a lot of prayer that can go into that. There's a lot of um, waiting on the Lord. And there's a lot of giving up. I think sometimes giving up uh, what you want Mm -hmm. and what you the way well, you uh, think things it, should it's go. Not,
1: it's not so much giving up what we want, but orientating our the timing of it, our heart and our desires mm. with what God wants, right? Because oftentimes what we want is, you know, unnecessary or it's right? fleeting. It's fleeting. Right? It's it's, it's selfish. It's yeah. vain. It, you know, there's yeah. lots of ways you can look about it. Totally. But when we orientate ourselves to what God has for us. Oftentimes, it's better. Yeah. It's actually better than what we want because right. it's not something we thought of. Right. But it's what God gives us for uh, that specific moment, that specific th- you mm-hmm. know uh, period of time um, to free us into whatever it is He has for us that right. we don't even know is coming. Right. Right. So,
0: well, it's like in, in the that passage in the New Testament, He is able to do immeasurably more than we can ask or imagine. Yeah. Right. So I think having a faith and a trust in that. Not that what we are wanting is necessarily a bad, uh, it just might not be the right time
1: or yeah. well, that's or the his, right thing for us. That's his answer is yes, no, and not yet. Wait. Not maybe. Not yeah, yet. never maybe. Never yeah. maybe, because maybe is contingent on our behavior. That's right. I will maybe get you this if you do that. Mm-hmm. And that's not how God works. It's no. yes, no, or not yet, because it's, it's, there's, there's a process to go through and wait for God's timing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: That's right. Now, uh, the last three verses, we mm. get to the promises. My heart is glad, my whole being rejoices, and my flesh is secure. Because we are secure in our Heavenly Father, we have peace, both spiritually and physically. Even even if things are not going well, you can have peace, both physically and spiritually. And if they are, then you have peace both spiritually and physically, mm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, and then I find that verse, like, how can David say, my heart is glad? When you look at what he lived through, my heart is glad, my whole being rejoices, my flesh also dwells secure. And you say, well, why can he say this? How can he say this? Well, verse 10 tells us, for you will not abandon my soul to Sheol, or let your Holy One see corruption. So this is actually quoted in Acts when uh, talking about the resurrection of Christ. Uh, you will yep. not abandon my yeah. uh, soul to shield or let your holy ones see corruption. It's through yeah. Jesus Christ that um, we ha- we don't see corruption. Christ did not see the corruption of the grave because God raised him up. Yeah. And uh, only Jesus fulfills this promise for us for our future.
1: Yeah, and that's where we get the the messianic promises, that's right? That's right. Where we can actually trust that we, in faith, are building our life Into Christ, Mm -hmm. uh, into Mm -hmm. the, you know, uh, into the gospel, into the truth of who he is, what he's done. And, and the life that we build is not destroyed by death. That's right. That's right. It's, it's paused and continued on. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Right. We are, we are destined to die once unless you are fortunate enough to be alive on the day that Christ returns Mm -hmm. to gather up the faithful, uh, as it says in Revelation, but, But the reality is we can trust, and that's my heart is glad. Hmm. My flesh dwells secure because you will not abandon my soul to Sheol. Like you won't, I won't be left dead.
0: Yeah. Um, No, exactly. Yeah. I love that we are on this side of the cross. I love that we have these scriptures to read on this side of the cross, knowing Jesus, knowing who he is, not just the promise of him coming. uh, We have the promise of his second coming, but we know he has already come and he's already fulfilled yeah. so much of this for us.
1: Yeah. It um, should kinda you read these things hmm. and it should kinda cause some kind of a stirring, like yeah, stirring yeah. an emotional response to totally. the reality. Like we are we are secure. And this is where you get Paul saying things like, I'm gonna preach Christ if you leave me alive and if you kill me. I'm going to Christ. Yes. So win-win, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? To live as
0: Christ, to die as gain, I'm, right? Yeah, I yeah. win
1: either way because he knew this passage, right? He would have known this.
0: Right, yeah, no, as absolutely. As a Pharisee, he
1: probably could recite this. Yeah, um, yeah. That's I, just yeah. the way it was. And 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 he built his whole life once he understood who Christ was. He reorientated everything because he understood the hope that was found in Christ that he would not be abandoned to show, Sheol, right?
0: Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, Then verse 11, one of my very favorites. I love the imagery and the truth that we see in verse 11. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence, there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. Yeah. So David trusts God in life, but he trusts him in death. He trusts his future to God because he knows that he is secure in God's presence And we know from earlier in this uh, psalm and other psalms that we've already done, we know that David is in God's presence and that he does have fullness of joy and pleasures forevermore beyond this earthly life. And I think as believers, we need to realize that we also have that. Mm -hmm. We have, uh, Jesus makes known to us the paths of life. He shows us, mm-hmm. you know, through the Holy Spirit, where he wants us to go and what he wants us to do. In his presence, we have fullness of joy, regardless of what is happening around us yeah. or to us. Yeah, um,
1: My Bible yeah. has a little thing in the oh. study notes down there that just says, death becomes a door instead of a wall, yeah, an yeah. entrance ramp, not an exit like into that. the presence of God. Oh, and good. it's just that reality, right? Like what the world sees as the end. Yeah. Is yes. is just the beginning. Yeah, um, just there's, the beginning. There's so much more. That's the right hander pleasures forever forevermore, right? Mm-hmm. We there's so much more after this. And um, I was a th- scrolling mindlessly through whatever Facebook or Instagram, looking at reels, and it was a pen teller. So the oh what the. The guy, there's the two guys, the tall guy with the dark hair that's curly and the short guy that's uh, blonde, and they're kind of illusionist comedian guys. And I don't think I know. Anyway, Penteller Teller is the taller guy. Okay. And he's an atheist, okay. but he actually has some videos floating out there about this. And he's like, mm. if you are a Christian mm. and you believe that if you n- believe in Jesus, mm-hmm. that you're going to spend forever in heaven... Mm-hmm. Because you figured that out. Right. Right. Or or he revealed it to you, whichever way okay. your theology wants to yeah, explain yeah, that.
0: Yeah, okay.
1: His basic thing is how much do you have to hate people to oh. not tell them? Yeah. I've to, heard
0: that. No, I haven't. Right. Heard and that.
1: he's not, yeah, he's not the only guy to say that, no, but no. It, th- that's floating out there in the social media kind of video circles at right. the moment where he just says, like, like I'm an atheist, I don't have to tell you anything because I don't think there is anything.
0: Right, I believe nothing.
1: He's like, but if you believe that there yeah. is an eternity, because of who Jesus is yeah. and what He did on the cross, yeah, and you don't tell people about that, that only means you hate them.
0: You hate them. Well, I was going to say, like, this should change how we oh, live,
1: hundred percent. It should
0: change how we deal with people. It should change how we view uh, our situations and, you know, view our tomorrows. Yeah. You are today.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's because we're, we're you know, all through this, right? And, and this, you know, I mean, the pushback always is, well, David wasn't perfect. No, he wasn't. No. And we he don't made, claim to be perfect either. He made lots either. of mistakes. And yeah. that's one of the things that we're supposed to see in scripture is that the people of faith that we, we have as like the, the heroes of faith, right? Hebrews 11. Right. Yeah. You know, all these people by faith, by faith, by faith, mm, they did yeah, all these things. Yeah, I love things. Hebrews 11. <laughs> Well, we could have been like, you know, despite their faith, they could, yeah. they screwed up despite all of these things, faith. right? You could easily write yeah. that chapter too. One's a little more encouraging than the other.
0: Yes. Because that the is ideal
1: is that we walk by faith hmm. in a way that honors and mm-hmm. glorifies God. Mm-hmm. So that changes everything about what we do moment by moment, day by day yep. with our lives. We Absolutely. should actually, I know. we should actually care about whether the, person scanning our groceries right has a concept of who Jesus is. Yeah. Because that's a soul that's gonna spend an eternity either mm. with or apart from God. Right. right, And and on some level, it should it should affect us. It right? should no Here I agree. it's affecting David saying like I have pleasures forevermore at God's right hand and I have fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. Because I've found the path that brings me there. Yeah. Well, why is he writing the psalm? To tell people that.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? Or sing about it. Whatever so, he, you know, so if this is a mu- like musical. like, inside
1: of us, there should be some kind of process to actually, actually do this. Yeah. Right? That, like, we don't get to know our neighbor because one day I might have to share the cost of a fence down the property line. Right. I mean... That's a reality. Yes. But I get to know my neighbor because I desperately would like them to be able to spend eternity in heaven at the pleasures forevermore at the right hand of God. Right? Like there's, there's so much, it's not just something for us. It's something for everyone who figures out who Jesus is in their, in their, you know, in their lives. Mm -hmm. And, And that's something that should change us with the way that we, we deal with the people in our That's life. That's
0: right. That's right. So I think I'm going to leave you today with a couple questions. Do you believe that God is good and ultimately has your good? That everything you need on this earth and after, he has for you. It's found in him. Hmm. When was the last time that you felt or had a faith like David had, where we see here, where you know the Lord protects you? You know he comforts you. You know, he promises you joy and pleasures forever in his presence, regardless of right now, whether you have um, physical health issues that you're working through or financial issues or broken relationships, um, whether you feel alone, through all of that, when was the last time that you felt that the Lord has you and that forever you can be in his presence with joy? Is it time to find your way back? He loves you. He has not abandoned you. Hmm.
1: Well, thanks for joining us for our conversation today. If you're keeping track, we are 10.6 repeated percent of the way through Psalms. So <laughs> huh? um, hopefully you guys have been enjoying these things. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe, leave a like or comment on our social streams. Even tell, tell others about us. Um, and for the first time, I can actually say, and you can actually find us online at discipleship.ca. Yeah, there's not much there. Uh, there's but not much there coming. yet, but, it, but it's we've got it kind of lined on up. We appreciate any help in getting us connected to people who are interested. Uh, it's exciting to us to see this slowly spread out beyond just our our acquaintance group. And we we appreciate any help that we get uh, to put this in front of people who are interested in listening. As always, you can find us online, as I said, at discipleship.ca. On Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time.
0: Until next time.